new to the city. You don't remember coming here. You're disoriented, off balance. It's neither day nor night. People begin to approach you. A faceless crowd whispering the tales from the canyons of the damned. Hi, my name's Jessica West, and I am a Tales from the Canyons of the Damned author and editor. And today I'm going to be reading After the End by Will Swordstrom. The thing I love the most about this story is that it drops the reader into the daily life of a character who has survived a catastrophic event. Will does so in such a way that seems believable and easy to relate to. In my opinion, it's a testament to his skills as an author that you can completely lose yourself to such a short story and forget that it's just that, a story. I hope you enjoy listening to it as much as I enjoyed reading it. After the End Written by Will Swardstrom Narrated by Jessica West It's been a long day. The easy pickings had run out long ago and only the most dedicated survived. Food couldn't just be opened with a can opener anymore, and I was exhausted from a day spent trying to simply find enough food for a few more meals. A girl just couldn't catch a break these days. The old farmhouse was creaky and might have been considered a renovation project even before the end. From the dusty green shutters on each side of the windows to the tall grass growing up all around the large porch, the aging homestead was my home in every sense of the word. I'd long ago chosen a house a couple miles outside a small town in Michigan. Well, what was Michigan? I used to love the city, but when everyone started dying, the constant death was just too much for me to take. Plus, all the creaking buildings surrounding me had flat out spooked me every time I went for a walk. I needed some place that didn't remind me of the time before. The only sounds out here were natural. The wind whipping through the trees on a spring day was the most noise I usually dealt with. As I approached the house, I knew something was different. Something was off. It had been years since I had seen another human. The face that disappeared from the upstairs window just now didn't even seem familiar. For so long, I hadn't measured time in days or years just by how many wrinkles I could count in the cracked mirror in my bedroom. Now, someone was in that very bedroom. Human contact was valuable, but as I'd learned over and over, survival was job number one. As I walked up the now dusty path, I looked for all my weapons. The machete in the mailbox, the claw hammer under the porch, the rusted monkey wrench in the planter, all gone. My heart skipped about 37 beats. Whoever was in there had been scouting my position for a good while now. I slowly pulled my trusty pocket knife. It wasn't glamorous, but years of life on a razor's edge had taught me that glamour didn't count for squat when your death lurked behind each corner. I carefully palmed my blade and opened the door. I expected a bare living room, cluttered with the primitive decorations left behind by the last homeowner. Somewhere in the back of my mind... A voice screamed at me to leave, to haul ass and never look back. But something else was urging me on, pushing me towards whatever might be in my house. As soon as I opened the door, I knew I should have run. Hello, Sadie, he said. Luther.
my husband, my dead husband. It was like I'd stepped back in time. He looked alive. The smug asshole leaned against the doorframe on the far side of the room as if he'd just finished making a cake in the kitchen. But there was no cake. The only smell I noticed was the acrid stench of the cigarette he held between his thumb and index finger. I didn't trust myself to say a word. Surprised, huh? He took a drag of his smoke. I get it. You thought I was dead. Hell, I thought I was too. He tossed the butt of his cigarette to the side, right at the edge of the floral print couch that somehow pulled the room together. My eyes followed the path of the cigarette for an instant, and then I realized he was more dangerous than any fire. When I looked back at him, there was a devilish look in his eyes. He seemed to be laughing at some untold joke. Get this, Sadie. The disease wasn't done with me yet. It gave me a second life. I hadn't seen him for nearly seven years, but the last time I saw Luther, his skin was sloughing off. A victim of the virus. At least, that's what the doctor said. It was no less than the bastard had deserved after all he'd put me through. I had walked out of the hospital and never looked back. What do you mean? I asked. He straightened, stepping away from the doorframe. I took a step back and he paused again. After you left me to die, I thought that was the end. And it was, until those government scientists came around a few days later. The Luther you knew did die in that hospital. How? What, what do you mean? He grinned. I hated that grin. Hoped I'd never see it again. Counted on it. I was wrong. I'm the next evolution, babe. You and me, Sadie, we can change the world. He moved towards me again. I put out my free hand to keep him away. Don't touch. He pushed my hand out of the way and with a swimming motion put his other arm out towards me. Years of life on my own had conditioned me. I instinctively sliced down his forearm with my blade. Blood raced down his arm. He didn't even scream. I watched in amazement as the flow of blood slowed to a trickle and stopped. Within seconds, the wound had sealed. It was as if I'd never pulled my knife out in the first place. The only evidence was a quickly drying red stain on the old wood floors. I wasn't nervous anymore. I was flat out scared. Oh, baby, I wish you hadn't done that. <laughs>